Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're at the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg this afternoon, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're listening on a Super Talk station or online, uh, wherever you're at. Uh, good afternoon to you. Basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis about to join us here in just a moment. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation later in the show as well, and Kelly will be catching up to us uh, in the last 30 minutes of the program. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We say it every day, but it's always true. The best barbecue in the land. You can get it seven days a week at a Dickie's near you. Drive through, carry out, dine in, however you choose to eat. Just be sure you eat Dickie's Barbecue Pit. All right, we're going to kick I off. I will tell you, Dickie's Barbecue, yeah. you cannot beat the turkey <laughs> and the baked beans. There you go. Joy Lee McNellis, uh, women's basketball coach at Southern Miss on the Eagle Eye. You know, Coach, you're right about that turkey. That's the best turkey I have ever eaten at Dickie's. I don't know it's how they do moist. it, but it's really good. It is moist. It is delicious. No question about it. No question. Of course, your buddy Kelly Sander, he always loves that combination. To get this, Coach, cream, spinach, and ice cream. Cream, spinach, and ice cream. Only Kelly Sander, right? And I'm sure Kelly likes the rolls. Oh, yeah. Lots of rolls, Coach. Lots of rolls with every meal. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Y'all staying safe? Well, we are staying safe. It's good to hear your voice. I hadn't had you on the show in a bit, but we're really glad to have you. I want to get I want to get to it, Coach. I want to talk about your golf tournament, but I also want to talk to you a little bit about women's basketball and what you what you foresee. So let's let's first and, and we apologize again, we're still having some intermittent problems with AT and T lines, but they are in the area working on them. All right, Coach, a golf tournament coming up. Important fundraiser. Let our listeners know about it. It is September the 6th. I mean, September the 4th mm-hmm. uh, at Canebrake. We're actually just leaving Canebrake right now, finalizing all the details. But it is our, normally our golf fundraiser is in the spring. But due to COVID, we had to move it, and so it will be September the 4th. It is an afternoon tea time, 1 o'clock. Lunch is, will be by Nuke's Eatery. Come get your favorite sandwich at Nuke's for lunch before you tee off. And then you'll cap the night off with the best burger in town, mugshot. <laughs> so we, we'll, we'll get full. And... uh so that'll be an awesome time. But our goal is to raise $50,000 for our golf tournament. Wow. Uh, we have four different, we have several different levels that people could sponsor a whole, starting at 150 300 500 But the bargain of the day is the diamond sponsor for $1,000. $1,000 sponsor, Bob, gets four entries into the golf tournament. So per player, 
is one fifty. So if you have a it's a four person scramble, so that comes to six hundred dollars. Plus you get three signs to promote your place of business. So there you go. You got your six hundred dollars of the thousand is to play. And then the other is for sponsorship. So we are hoping that we can get sponsorships. We'll take a bronze, mm-hmm. which is the 150. But we need some golfers. 150 a golfer, four-person scramble, 600 a team, and we've got some fantastic prizes that uh, will be a part of it. But I think the best part of the deal is Lady Eagle basketball. All the players will be out there. And being a part of the tournament, you will get to know these amazing young ladies. We have six newcomers, and they are pumped up about being uh, at the golf tournament, meeting uh, people here in the Hattiesburg community. Good deal. How do people, if people do want to get a team in or a golfer wants to join, what do they need to do, Coach? If they could email Christian Barnhill, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, dot barnhill b-a-r-n-h-i-l-l at usm dot edu or email joy j-o-y-e dot mcnellis m-c-n-e-l-i-s at usm dot edu we can get you the information um but we really need registration goes through August the 27th. So we're really excited. Our title sponsor is Spartan Mosquito. Oh, yeah. There are clients here. Yeah. Yeah. Every golfer will get two boxes, which is four eradicators, which will take care of your yard. Right. Uh, to knock out mosquitoes. So we are very thankful to have Jeremy Hirsch and Brett Connerly on board with us as our title sponsor. Um, so every golfer, I mean, that's a deal because one box of their pro is $50 a box. Right. And so, it's good again, stuff, too. It works, Coach. It does. Yeah. I'm telling you. It does. I've been begging them to do something with flies. Now we've, we're getting mosquitoes solved. Let's get something with flies. <laughs> All right, Coach. If, you, if you'll get your office to uh, forward any kind of ad you have to my email address, then we'll okay. certainly put that up on the Eagle Hour uh, Facebook page as well. Look, I've got three minutes left, and I, I want to—I okay. do want to get your comment on COVID, how it's affecting your basketball team, and what do you anticipate at this point, Coach, uh, for when basketball <laughs> starts, which is really not far off. You know, obviously, no, it's, it's not. not far off. You know, we had our players here in July. Everyone came, and they all abided by the rules. We didn't have a lot of issues at all. We worked them out the month of July. They did strength and conditioning and a little bit of basketball. They're back on board now. We'll, we're quarantining them, actually, this week, and then we will start our workouts with them next week. We're preparing, Bob and Larry, just as if there's going to be a season. That is our plan. Right, And if football plays, I think basketball will play. And uh, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, and, again, we're just moving forward as if our season is going to be. We are trying our best to be very positive 
with the whole thought process. Let's kick COVID in the rear end. <laughs> All right, Luke, we've got about two minutes left. I want to get you in here uh, with Coach McNellis. I'm sure you got a question for her. Coach, uh, you know, what's the status with your ladies? Uh, I mean, you, you, official practice, uh, when will that start? And, uh, you know, what what precautions uh, are, are you guys taking? We've heard what football's doing, but specifically, I, I guess a lot of our listeners know there's a great plan at Southern Miss, and, and what are you all doing um, to, to follow that? You know, we are obviously following all the CDC guidelines, and then we have quarantined our players. Uh, not allowing them to, other than go eat, get your food, and come right back. And, um, you know, they're not able to go out at night. They're on lockdown. Just to make sure with them coming back in place that everything will be okay, uh, we're encouraging them to uh, just be smart. You know, wash your hands. We bought them some hand sanitizer. They have hand sanitizer. We provided gloves. Uh, mask and those things just to do our very best to prevent it. And, you know, I'm pretty direct, as you guys know. And I told them, I said, you know what? If you want to feel like killing yourself or somebody close in your family, don't be smart. That's the bottom line. That is the truth. Right. You know, heck on basketball games and football games. But if you love the people that are close to you, you will follow the guidelines. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, Coach, why are you so drastic? That's the truth. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Coach, uh, just about 45 seconds left. Uh, rumor has it you're going to take it easy on them this year. You're not going to work them quite as hard. <laughs> I'm not buying that, Coach. No, you're not, because I will tell you, I was just <laughs> at my parents last Thursday in the front end of a tractor, a loader, front end loader of a tractor, power washing my parents house at 9 30 at night so it's not ingrained in me to take it easy because my mom is 78 years old and she is quite shining for me and my brother to get finished power washing for her <laughs> all right coach you get that information to us so we can help you promote your basketball camp we love hearing from you we want you to stay okay. safe and uh we thank you for coming on the eagle hour Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Coach Joy Lee McNellis, everybody. A delightful voice to hear back on the Eagle Hour after, uh, Luke, after a long, hot summer. Good to hear Coach McNellis, huh? Yeah, I mean, you just, uh, man, you just ask her one thing, and there she goes, man. I love it. It's uh, so much information, so much color. I mean, it, she could, she could uh, not not the third wheel. She could come on and be the first wheel on the Eagle Hour. Introduced anytime. herself, if you noticed at that uh, start of that segment. So <laughs> we're glad to hear that Coach McDowell's is and doing got a cheap shot, got a cheap shot in on Kelly too. I mean, I love it. <laughs> we'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Our thanks to Coach Joy Lee McNellis for joining. Hard for us to emphasize how much we love Joy Lee McNellis around here and how we always look forward uh, 
to having her on the show, and uh, today was uh, no no exception. This segment of the show sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great place to buy Southern Miss swag and apparel for your house, for your car, for your body. Uh, you can buy it online at campusbookmark.net. You can visit them on Hardy Street six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They're great people. Uh, we love our association with Campus Bookmart, and uh, we hope that when you get ready for something new Southern Miss style, you won't think of anywhere but Campus Bookmart. Another change in the football schedule, un- unquestionably the weirdest year we have ever seen. Changes in the football schedule again. Here we are in late August. More kids opting out, not wanting to play football because of COVID. Uh, who better to talk to about all of this than Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation? Heath, let's uh, let's start first of all with the new football uh, schedule. Uh, North Alabama comes on, Tennessee Tech comes off. Have you ever seen anything like this late August and the football schedule's changing? No, this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. And it makes sense, but the biggest deal is those first four games are doozies now. You don't have that off week in there where you're expecting to get a win. Now you have four tough games with South Alabama, Tech, Tulane, and then North Texas on the road. That's a, that's a big difference. So, uh, you know, yeah. I've never seen anything like it, but it doesn't help the schedule. It adds a little more difficulty to it. I, I wouldn't uh, count out that October 10th game, which would be, what, the one, two, three, four, fifth game against Florida Atlantic, too. That's, yeah, uh, sorry. I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, not going to be a piece of cake there by any uh, by any stretch. All right, so uh, they do add North Alabama. That replaces Tennessee Tech. They slid the Louisiana Tech game, I believe, down a week to September the 19th. All right. Also, Luke informed me about this. Uh, some more players opting out because of COVID nineteen football. Yeah. So uh, yesterday it came out uh, officially that Jacques Turner and Raheem Booth both sitting out. Uh, they're going to graduate and transfer. Jacques, you can understand he's had a lot of family that's had COVID, so he may be. Uh, he may be timid to play. I understand that. Uh, Steven Anderson. Not a, back 100% with that knee, and probably it would take him a long time still to come back. So I kind of understand him sitting out as well. Jalen Adams, also another guy that is uh, sitting out and uh, not going to play, but he really hasn't been on campus. Uh, I don't think the coaches were expecting him to probably contribute this year, and Travinsky Mosley is transferring. That's not a surprise. Uh, they almost had to ask try to keep him on the team last year by uh, talking him into it because he kind of wanted to transfer at the end of the season. So uh, all these things happening. And then, you know, Steven Anderson, that's a, that's a little more difficult. But uh, if he's got a year, if he's, only, if he's graduating this year and he's sitting out with COVID and he can transfer, he doesn't have to sit out. I understand Steven Anderson's uh, situation with doing this. i got to remember. He also lost his mom last year, so it may be an instance where he wants to get closer to home. So, I mean, that's what's happened. There's guys that are sitting out, but if you kind of sit back and think about it, it's explainable a little bit. Luke Johnson, as I look all the way to October 24th, I see UTEP in the midst of that. That that should be a win, but, man, you go to Liberty on the the 24th of October, and then, as we were saying, South Alabama Tech, Tulane, North Texas – Florida Atlantic, this football team better be ready, Luke Johnson. 
first six out of seven games are extremely hard. The, the change of the schedule that bothers me the most is that after week two, you don't have a, an open date. And, and that is where that, that's big. You don't have a breather. I mean, you play one and then you got 11 in a row. And, uh, uh, they that North Alabama date would would have been an open date. Um, he just to correct something, uh, I do it all the time too. I think you meant to say Rakeem Booth's knee wasn't a hundred percent. Stephen Anderson doesn't have a knee yeah, problem. I'm sorry, but when I'm we sorry. talk about Rakeem Booth, yeah, yeah, there's like five guys we mentioned rattled them off. I totally yeah. get, it. but yeah, just for clarifications, Rakeem Booth, the linebacker, has a knee problem. You you think some of it with Anderson is uh, the same thing with Mosley? It's a crowded backfield. I mean, Jay Hobson had been bragging on. Uh, what Anderson had been doing, and a lot of people saw him emerging. But you know, it's kind of like the quarterback position. You look around, you got a room uh, filled with guys. Like last year, you had six guys. You look up, you only got three running backs. You know, you had seven. Now you look up, you really only got five. I mean, it, it, some of these positions that we take for granted as crowded are kind of thinning out. Well, uh, you would think that, but really, if you look at what Southern Miss has coming back in the backfield. There's only so many snaps in a game and so many snaps to take on the offense. And how, many, how are you going to get these guys in there? You look at Kevin Perkins and Steven Anderson, they're two of the same type of running back. You bring a Ragsdale in who, if you look at what Ragsdale's been doing, he's that, he's the tweener. He's the guy that's a power back and a, and a guy that can run. He's that tweener that Southern Miss hasn't had. You look at what Frank Gore Jr. has done in uh, the scrimmage. He had 63 yards. You add D. Baker to that. And then you also take a look at uh, Brandon Hayes, and they moved to running back the kid out of Oak Grove, who they're excited about because they want to get the ball in his hands. So, uh, you know, it's still a deep backfield. It may be an instance also to where, you know, Anderson, Mosley, and them going, man, there's just not enough snaps to get everybody enough touches. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that has, probably has something to do with it, too. Sure. Um I, I, that's interesting because I was wondering the other day. I, I saw the Hayes kid, and I was like, "No, he's a he's a wide receiver." But do they kind of view him as a kind of uh, more athletic, more scat back type? Is is that the reason for the move to the backfield? Yeah, in fact, uh, later on today, uh, I'm going to be doing a story on Big Old Nation where I'm going to be kind of explaining him and D. Baker's role in the offense going forward this year, and what to be expecting and why. Uh, they're they're exciting at what they can do at their position. Yeah, I believe so. Also, I mean, as I said, you've got Kevin Perkins. You've got your running back back there. You've got your big bull type of deal. You've got your Frank Gore, who in between the tackle may not have the overall uh, top end speed, but between the tackles, kind of like a Damian Fletcher, just knows how to run and get yards. I mean, it, it's such a loaded backfield. How do you – and then you think if you if Mosley and Anderson were still here – how do you get all those guys' touches in a game? You can't. There's just no possible way. So I think it's a, it's a situation where, yeah, transferring out, uh, sitting out the season, but it, it may be best for all parties involved at this point. I want to go back to the schedule, guys, uh, and we can talk more about it later in the show, Luke. But we, we didn't talk about the bottom half, Heath, the last uh, the last three weeks of the season, two out of three on the road at Western Kentucky and UAB. Yeah, this this schedule is is unbelievably brutal. Just think of it. This schedule is as brutal as I've seen not to have a Power 5 conference game on it. I mean, you look at the first five games of the year. Think about it. Except for South Alabama, opening, there's 
there's both teams all across the front. You look at the second half starting out with Liberty, and then you've got Rice and North Alabama. But when you finish the season off at Western, at home against uh, Texas San Antonio, and then you finish on the road at UAB, Western Kentucky, they showed what they could do last year at the Rock. UAB is going to be out for revenge. And I'm telling you, uh, UTSA has got Southern Miss circled because after that, they're beating them that time. Southern Miss just kind of went over there and took two games from them. I, I think that, you know, this is going to be the toughest schedule I've seen that doesn't have a Power Five in it. There's not an easy game on the schedule, really. So no. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what happens this season. But these first three games are going to be very important to Southern Miss. All right, uh, before we let you go, we've got about 90 seconds left. Uh, is there any update you can give our listening audience on uh, Coach uh, Corky Palmer, Heath? Uh, last accounts I had from Coach Palmer is that he had surgery. I believe that he was asleep. That uh, Let me make sure I read this right. His eyes still remain closed, but he did have some movement out of his uh, right arm and left leg. Um, he's doing a little better, but still got a long way to go. So, yeah, we need to keep Coach Palmer in our prayers. What a what a mainstay at Southern Miss he is and a funny guy. I love him to death and, you know, just praying that he gets better. That's for uh, sure. Uh, no question. He, he's right there with uh, with M.K. Turk, uh, Bobby Collins, Jeff Bauer as the most iconic figures uh, in Southern Miss sports history. You would agree with that, I'm sure. Ab- absolutely. I mean, he, he's the coach that took Southern Miss to the College World Series in his last year. Right. Think of that. What a way to go out on top. Uh, and plus, I mean, come on. People see Corky around, his attitude, just the way he is. People love him. He's just the mainstay of the Hattiesburg community and the Southern Miss community. So for him to be sick and be down, it, it hurts everybody. Right. Hey, I want to apologize about the phone problem. Hopefully, AT&T, they're working on it in the area right now, and hopefully we'll have that cleared up here uh, very shortly. And certainly by the time you're back next week, my man, we thank you for your uh, regular Tuesday appearance on the Eagle Hour. We're glad to have you part of the uh, Eagle Hour family, Heath. Thank you, buddy. Y'all have a blessed day. All right. Heath Hinton, everybody, who is the owner and operator of Big Gold Nation. You want to stay in touch with Southern Miss Athletics? You can uh, listen to the Eagle Hour and join Big Gold Nation. And we dare say there won't be a story out there that you're not aware of. Eagle Hour continues after this. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Tuesday, a sunny Tuesday. Thank you for joining us on the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. If you're wondering where to grab lunch, go by 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the 895 lunch. You get an entree, some sides, a roll, and a drink. All of that for 895 every single day at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor 
of the Eagle Hour. Also, we want to continuously thank DBAT and D1 Training for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour, located in the old Gaddy Town on Highway 98 slash Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great facilities. Go by there and see them for yourself. DBAT and D1 Training, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly John Sander joins us now on the phone. And Kelly, lots of news with Southern Miss today um, with the schedule change uh, off uh, week goes from November 7th to September 12th. So you play one against South Alabama, and then you play 11 in a row. Your thoughts on the uh, the new schedule for the Golden Eagles? Well, I mean, you have to, your choices are limited, obviously, as to who's available you know, to play that day. So the fact that they were able to pull the trigger with North Alabama was, was a good sign uh, for fans, you know, provided there, there is a season. I mean, on the on the high school ranks, you know, there's a, a one of the Jones County schools now, which I'm sure you'll be able to fill in some blanks here, Luke. Three coaches uh, testing positive for COVID, so you know the schools have just been back for a few days. So you have to wonder uh, if there's any ripple effect with high schools either playing or not playing. You know, are going to reach up to the college level, but but you would think that that a final decision, if there is going to be a final decision, other than we're going to play, that that decision would have to come down uh, pretty quickly. But if you're going to play, you might as well load up the schedule. Meanwhile, also from, from Conference USA, you guys, Old Dominion is reporting today that their fan base has has uh, answered the call. The Old Dominion Foundation is stating that uh, people who had originally bought season tickets for the Monarchs this year, a majority of those people have just told the university to keep that money, and therefore Old Dominion has its expenses covered for the year when it comes to scholarships. So the Dominion fans, uh, Old Dominion fans, have stepped up and answered that call. And I would suspect, Luke and Bob, that you'll have more and more schools asking their fan base to do the same thing if they don't get uh, a season in. In Mississippi Junior Colleges, it used to be the Mississippi Association of Community and Junior Colleges, but as we reported probably a month ago, it was officially changed yesterday to the MAC. That is an M, an A, and three C's. The Mississippi Association of Community Colleges Conference, the MACCC, is now officially uh, what the what the conference is being named now. And they they still say it's full speed ahead for an early October uh, season when it comes to junior colleges. So a little bit from the Division One, a little bit from the JUCOs, and a little bit from high school, but still a lot of football things shaking. But The only thing not shaking today is full speed ahead for a lot of these teams and conferences. 795 COVID cases last 24 hours in Mississippi, 34 deaths, up to 73,207 Mississippians hit by this virus, 2,128 deaths, 54 college teams now out for the season, and then our opening game for uh, WLAU, our Laurel Super Talk affiliate, Northeast and West Jones canceled uh, as Luke said, because and Kelly said, because of the outbreak of COVID at Northeast Jones. Luke, you do the play-by-play for us uh, at TeleSouth over in Jones County. How, how concerning is this uh, to see this before the season even gets started? Well, I got some friends that, out at Northeast Jones. Talked to them today, and you know, there's a policy in place with Jones County School District. You know, it's it's really three strikes. So if you have three people impacted by uh, COVID-19 in a specific group, 
then uh, you know that one that is placed under quarantine. It could be. Uh, I think it's where if you have three students in a classroom, everybody like that's quarantined. But yeah, with with Northeast Jones today, they're the only four A school in Jones County. Um, back in the day, all four county schools used to be in the same region, um, but now Laurel, South Jones, and West Jones in uh, Region Three Five A. So when you get these cross county matchups like Northeast Jones and West Jones, it's just for pride's sake. It's just uh, to be able to play each other and, and say you'd be able to play for each other. So next week that game's that game's out. And uh, basically right now uh, all high school, junior high football players and uh, football coaches for Northeast Jones quarantine for 14 days. I mean, guys, just think about that. There is not a someone related to football on campus at Northeast Jones High School today and for the next 14 days. Right. That's astounding. I think Water Valley is the other high school that's under quarantine right now and, and afraid to say it, but we'll probably see a few more uh, of those happen in the next few weeks. Here in Hattiesburg, we carry a Presbyterian Christian School, a private school in Kelly. They're scheduled to start playing Friday night, and we really haven't heard a lot uh, from the private school association regarding the cancellation of games is – Obviously, COVID-19 strikes everywhere, but is there any reason that it would be easier for the private schools to uh, proceed as, as opposed to the public schools? I, I don't know what the reporting procedures are for the private schools, Bob. Um, you know, the public schools, you know, are obviously reporting to the, you know, I don't know if they if they fall under the same jurisdiction as, as the public schools or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. But, but yeah, there were actually some private they don't. school games played last Friday. Yeah, yeah. So, so those those games are already underway, and I know I think PCS kicks off this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. And it's in Scambia, I think I'm pronouncing that right, in Alabama. So, 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 so does that mean the Alabama Private School Association would have jurisdiction over a game like that, uh, Kelly? And that game's over there. Yeah. Yes, that would that would be the case. And and. To Luke's point, you know, and we'll use Northeast Jones as, as the example. Right, so they're in quarantine for 14 days. And obviously we hope that everybody tests, you know, negative and that there aren't any further problems. But that 14-day meter will probably start again if if one or two players, you know, test, wow. you know, test positive. So you just don't know how, how long this is going to take before it, uh, you know, before it eventually runs its, uh, runs its cycle. And, you know, the University of North Carolina reported back for classes this week, and it was all going to be in class. Everybody was going to be, you know, in the classroom setting, which everybody agrees is ideal. But only after the first week, they went from full classes to everything virtual because of the outbreak in just the five days that the University of North Carolina was back in session with the number of uh, cases that were being discovered. So they immediately went from point A to point Z in a five-day period. And we hope that that won't be the case for schools around Mississippi, but you can't help but think because this is so contagious, this particular strand of COVID is so contagious that that there's going to be uh, some outbreaks. And you've heard the governor and and Dr. Dobbs say that that they anticipate that some of this is going to happen. So uh, again, full speed ahead right now, but as we've said every day for about the past month, that, that could change tomorrow. And Luke, how about some of the hey, Jones County schools lost other games on their schedules because of uh, Jackson schools? Yeah, JPS three three schools: Jim Hill, Forest Hill, and uh, Wingfield are all in that 
that district or that region with with Laurel, uh, South Jones, and West Jones. So, yeah, three of those uh, have have lost uh, three region games, and so basically it comes down to it: you got five teams competing in that region, four going to get to the playoffs. Um, y'all brought up this yesterday, and I thought this was interesting. Patrick McGee tweeted this out yesterday. Mississippi Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves says he will have a capacity plan in place for the September 3rd South Alabama Southern Miss game in the next week or so. What are they doing? (laughs) I mean, the game's next week. Right. I'm I'm sorry, it's in two weeks. I'm sorry. What do they do? I mean, they got to know. Season ticket holders got to know. So it looks like we, we, we brought this up yesterday on air. It looks like... The university is waiting for the state government to roll out the plan for them to adapt. So it's not a university decision, it appears like. And you look at you look at the players that that are that have been transferring and have opted out, and I'm sure we'll get into that in our next segment. But one of the top reasons they're giving is uncertainty. You know, they just they just don't we don't know whether we're going to get to play in two weeks. If so, how many people are going to you know are, are going to get to show up? Um, so. I guess the uncertainty has just been a real problem with some of these players, and I don't necessarily know it's going to be better going anywhere else because the pandemic is not just in Mississippi, obviously. It's all over the place. But that's one of the excuses that they're giving is just the, you know, the uncertainty of what's about to happen. Well, if you, if you have a third capacity, let's say it's state in Ole Miss, and that's 20,000 people in the stadium, Kelly Center, how is that possibly safe? Well, well, I mean, six feet distances and, and face coverings, you know, are what all the other stadiums across the country, you know, are, are trying to require. And, of course, if you've got more season ticket holders than seats are going to be available, they're going to have, you know, the, they're, they're going to divide season ticket holders up into two or three groups. And, you know, Group A will get the first home game. Group B will get the second one. Group right. C will get the third, you know, and et cetera. But, but again... If a decision doesn't come down until next week, you know, like Luke was saying, that gives the officials at Southern Miss very little time to get the word out as to who can come to the game and who can't. All right, buddy, we're going to try to get these phone issues fixed. Uh, it's busting my ears up here, and uh, we're going to rejoin you tomorrow, hopefully with a better phone line. That good with you? Sure thing, Bob. You guys be safe. All right, Kelly Santer, everybody, and uh, the one and only. Luke and I will wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour next. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, or online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Southern Miss football gets two more commits for the 20 uh, class of uh, 2020. 21. Jermaine Robinson is a six foot, 163 pound athlete 
um, from Pahokee, Florida. Uh, looks like I think he may play a little defensive back. And then Ethan Hassler, big kid, 6'3", 220-pound linebacker from Collierville, Tennessee. Hassler, uh, Bob, I, I, I was looking over his rival's profile. Uh, had offers from Kansas, Liberty, Louisville, Tulsa, Central Florida. Uh, Wake Forest and uh, West Virginia. So a wow. big linebacker for Southern Miss. Uh, Eleven offers, chooses the Golden Eagles. That's a verbal commit, and it just happened actually today. So uh, Ethan Hassler and uh, Jermaine Robinson, newest uh, Golden Eagle commits. Um, back to uh, one of those things that, that we were talking about, wrapping up with Kelly. You know, I, I get it. Universities are uh, we public universities are under the jurisdiction of the college board, but you would think that they've got to announce this ticket stuff and this tailgating stuff pretty quick for for a couple reasons. If if you're a family member of a player, what's that going to look like? Now I'm pretty sure all the all the uh, season ticket holders are going to be covered, and I'm pretty sure that our season ticket holders, uh, the the number of them fall within the capacity allotments. But what if you're like, what are they going to do with students? What are they going to do? Um, you know, with the band's going to be there, but like you know, band parents. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with with other types of people? You're basically. If okay, so we are. We'll be four. We're sixteen days out from September third. People got to make plans, and if you're going to do it within a week, then then you're pushing it. A week from the day will be the twenty fifth. So you would be eight to nine days out, and still not letting season ticket holders and fans know what it is. And we should remind people: September third, Southern Miss, South Alabama. It is the only show in the nation. It is the only game in the nation, and be, there's nothing else going on that night, and you would think there's going to be a reasonable amount of people that will be on campus. Are they going to allow people on campus? Are they not going to allow people on campus? they got to get this stuff figured out. What about the visiting parents? What about the visiting fans? They need to know something as well, right? you got to plan a trip. You're going to plan a football road trip. You can't wait until two days before the, the game. Here's what's frustrating. Look, we've been talking about this since the beginning of July on this show. And uh, we're now here the 18th of August, and and no one can answer any questions about who's going to be allowed. The things that you just went over, it just seems almost irresponsible to me that at this point, everybody's having to wait on on what the governor, I guess. Is that what we're waiting on for the governor to make a decision? That's Patrick McGee reported that the that Governor Reeves said that they would have a capacity plan in place. And see, because with Ole Miss and Mississippi State not playing until late September, that that's where some of it is. Southern Miss is on an island. And since this is the first major athletic um, event taking place in the state of Mississippi that would have in excess of 10,000 people, I, I guess that's where some of the holdup is. But you, you would think that they would have already discussed this because, or they would have already made a decision on this. It just seems like Southern Miss is having to wait on uh, the governor's office and, and state leadership because they've already, when we talked to Jeremy you know, two weeks ago or a week, week and a half ago, we were expecting an announcement last week. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. Um before we get off the air today, we should we, and we should have done it yesterday, but but today is Jack Duggan's hmm. birthday. 
And uh, ha- happy thirty, what thirty? He's thirty-one today. I think that's that's what we heard, Bob. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. It was twenty-nine or thirty-one. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. Remember. Hacksaw, as Kelly called him, the old left-hander, Hacksaw. I mean, he, have you ever known a man with so many aliases? The uh, the the hamburger burglar, the hamburger the hamburglar, burglar, yes, the famous, <laughs> the moment. one the one man snatch, right? The the famous. Anyway, moment. happy birthday, Jack from the Eagle Hour. Yeah, Jack's a great guy. Birthday. Jack does a wonderful job at Southern Miss, and he's really got a lot uh, on his shoulders right now. And and he just, uh, as you would expect, Jack stepping up to the plate and uh, getting the job done. As Jack Duggan so famously told us, the only man in Southern Miss history to be awarded a scholarship for leaving the baseball team. I mean, I think that speaks for itself. <laughs> he's a man of many talents. He's a he's Who can extraordinary say that? man. Who can say so that? Many. I mean, come on. Happy birthday to you, left-hander. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, real quick, Luke, I want to remind everybody, if you've got a baseball player in your family, D-Bat and D-1 training facilities here in Hattiesburg, state-of-the-art stuff. D-Bat trains for softball and baseball. D-1 trains for any sport. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's like something uh, you'd see at a major league park. Uh, D-1, D-Bat, Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. I encourage you to uh, check them out if you want to make your game uh, the best it can be. All right, we're working on a lot of guests for this week. Uh, We're going to try to get the... our beloved Stump Taylor on the show before the end of the week, so uh, stay tuned for that. Luke and I will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.